Here we go. Jesus preached in that upper room. He preached just as surely as if he had a podium or a pulpit and an audience of 5,000. He preached a message that day, and I guarantee you, and especially if you read the Apostle Peter's writings, you find out that they never forgot this message. Peter told the people he wrote to, he said, don't lord it over God's flock. He said, you're a servant among them. He told the preachers that. We're not to be like little tin gods, he said, by Philip's translation. He got the message. So then, there's different ways to serve. First of all, let's talk about serving from the standpoint of law. If you serve from the standpoint of law, you seek to fulfill only the minimum requirements. <laughs> it's amazing to me. I got kids I raised. You got kids you raised, I'm sure. And when they were growing up, sometimes I would say, okay, Adam, go out there and mow that yard. And, and Adam would go out there and mow that yard, but he wouldn't weed eat. I mowed the yard. Minimum requirement. You see, the idea is when I get my eight hours in here, I'm out of here, dude. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going beyond that. That's, that's all, folks. I'm out of here. I'm punching a clock. Well, I'll tell you about that one. It comes from a sense of compulsion, not love. It's like, okay, somebody's watching me, so i got to do this. Not out of a heart of love, you know. It wasn't my job to wash feet. Jesus only told me to do such and such, and I've done that, and don't ask me for any more. Now, mark of a true servant or leader is that he continues to improve his serve even when no one notices him. Every one of them followed by that basin and that water and that towel, but they just looked at it and walked right on. This type of service is legalistic, sterile, impersonal by nature. And, as you would guess, it's don't do as I do, but just do as I tell you to do. Now, when you have this kind of leadership at the top, guess what you produce below? Now, let me speak to fathers for a minute. Fathers, if you're letting the mother do all the discipline of the children, if you're letting the mother do all the housework, if you're, letting them, if you're sitting on the couch reclining, watching TV, if you're just legislating, giving out orders, you, you might want to take an attitude check this morning because you're not going to garner a lot of respect from either your wife or your children that way. You may think you do, but you don't. Mothers, how about you? If you, uh, as, the, as the queen of the home, maybe you're not being treated like the queen of the home, but as the queen of the home, are you using your throne for good? Are you using your throne for good influence? Are you setting a good example for your daughters and your sons? Because you know what? If you let them get away, mothers and fathers here, if you let your children grow up, and, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say more about this, so hang on, don't, don't, don't get away from me yet. But if you let them grow up without discipline, guess what? They're not likely to have it when they grow up. But now I'm going to say this to you. Don't beat yourself up if they grow up and turn out not so great because they have a choice in the matter. They're a free moral agent. They can choose to follow your example or not follow your example. I never cease to be amazed at how kids can grow up in the same home under the same leadership and turn out totally different from each other. It's amazing. And I know parents who beat themselves up over that, but listen, you do the best you can to set an example. First of all, live by example. Secondly, to require of them discipline and hold them accountable for it. If they don't learn it in the home, the school's not likely going to be able to teach it all to them. The school's going to be calling you up and saying, hey, 
come get this thing. 